There's an important story you should know about. It's the story of millions of women finding their legs. Along the way, they found their voices, their hearts, and their dreams. This story can be yours, too. All of running's benefits are right here for you to grab. Why a women's running book? Are women runners different from men? After all, we both put one foot in front of the other, again and again. We both revel as we become fit and strong. We both struggle through days of plodding on leaden legs and celebrate days when our feet feel fitted with wings. In these ways, women runners are no different from their male counterparts. But wait. Listen to those millions of women runners. Listen to their quiet breaths as they talk in pre-dawn pairs before the rest of the family wakes or with their group of friends on Saturday morning before lattes. Listen to the lessons and the laughter, the questions and the camaraderie they share to the rhythm of steady footsteps. I feel so much stronger. I'm ready to take on a new challenge. I never thought I could, but now? Women develop a special sorority on the roads. The bond is based on an understanding of the empowerment that comes with running, full realization of the capabilities of mind and body, appreciation of how far they have come, and a knowing wink that says how much is yet to be gained. Running, in short, is growth, movement, progress. To run is to feel alive. And so they talk and share and run, singly and in groups, swiftly and slowly, they run. The Women's Running Boom Running has always had some women enthusiasts, but as millions of women have taken up the sport, they have redefined it even as it has redefined them. At the onset of the first running boom, which hit its stride in the 1970s, female runners were the exception. The key players were men. Frank Shorter won the gold medal in the 1972 Olympic Marathon in Munich. Famed New Zealand track coach Arthur Lydiard created the idea of long, slow-distance running for professionals, and at the same time, spread the gospel of jogging as exercise around the globe. In Oregon, a coach named Bowerman and a runner named Knight teamed up to create from scratch the running shoes that would eventually birth the Nike brand. Sure, there were some women here and there, but they were oddities, a sideshow to the main event. Running was a man's world. At that time, strenuous sports activities had long been considered unfeminine and even harmful for women. Most women stuck to traditional, polite activities, such as golf and tennis. It was an oddity to see a woman running down the street, and those who did were sometimes asked who was chasing them. But around the same time that running was becoming a phenomenon, the women's movement was challenging and changing assumptions 
about what women were capable of. By the 1980s, men still dominated the sport, but it was no longer uncommon to see women jogging in city parks, on tracks, and on trails throughout the country and around the world. All the while, running was gradually evolving as it grew from a fairly obscure sport that a few hardcore athletes took part in to a fitness activity of the masses. Good for the heart and lungs, easy on the budget, and possessing only the shallowest of learning curves. Running grew in popularity as more Americans began to recognize the value of aerobic exercise.